What's going on? What's going on, y'all? If you don't know, now you do know. You're officially tuned in to episode 14 of the HFWB podcast series. I am your host, Clifton Pope, and I want to thank everyone once again for watching on YouTube and for those who are streaming it now on Amazon, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Thank y'all once again for tuning in to once again another episode of the HFWB podcast series. I'm not going to lie, it's been a while since I've done an episode of the HFWB podcast series because there's been so much going on, so much things getting handled behind the scenes, but here I am, I'm back at it once again for another episode, and I'm not going to lie, it actually feels good to be back for another episode of the HFWB podcast series because it gives me a chance to present y'all with fresh new information, like I say this all the time, that information is the new money and the more informed you are the more healthier you'll become because you'll have the tools in your mind to get yourself healthy and get yourself as strong as you can be within the capabilities of your own body you can get yourself as wealthy as you possibly can as far as having once again the tools within your mind to of course continue to save to invest to build after, of course, the living expenses and all the bills and taxes and stuff like that are taken care of. And also, you'll have the right tools in your mind to, of course, know yourself because no one's going to know you better than you and no one's going to tell your story better than yourself. Those are just some friendly reminders if I, as I kick off this other episode of the HFWB podcast series. I mean, I took a couple of weeks off just to kind of sit back and let things unfold a little bit with what's going on in the world as far as with COVID, the economy, and so many other things going on. And actually, now that I actually bring up COVID, at least on the plus side, at least from what the numbers I was looking at, things are finally starting to get better, even though we have a long way to go here. As I look at some numbers right here real quick. Well, bad news is there's still over 700,000 people who have died from the coronavirus, which is no surprise because deaths continue to pile up because people refuse to get vaccinated, which is no surprise. But there are some good news as far as with this COVID-19 stuff. I mean, the cases have decreased 11.6%. They're down to like 95,448 on a weekly basis, which is better than it was the previous week, which was like hundred and over 107,953 cases. Well, people are getting vaccinated more. That's real great to hear. As far as age groups like 65 and older, 94.7% of them have at least one dose of the vaccine. 83.8% are fully vaccinated. Then you got 18 years or older, 78% of them have one vaccine, 67.6 are fully vaccinated. Then you got the younger kids, 12 years and older, 76.2% have at least one dose of the vaccine. Then you got 65.8% who are fully vaccinated, which is real great to hear. So people are finally getting vaccinated slowly but surely, and I can attest for that, especially with me working in the pharmacy on a regular basis. That's all I see almost pretty much every day, every hour, at least a couple of people. Hey, I need to get my first shot. Hey, I need to get my second shot. Or now, hey, I need to get my booster. That way I can be fully vaccinated. And hey, I'm all for it, dude, in this crisis once and for all and just to simply get everybody vaccinated so where we can return back to a normal life 
eventually down the road. There's still hope for that. So let's keep on hanging on to that hope. And before you know it, we'll officially be back to normal. Just like we'll get these hospitalizations under control as far as people who are continuing to be hospitalized because of COVID. Because I saw a, as far as like a weekly average from like this past week that the hospital cases is now like 7,440 a week or something like that, which is like a 13.2 decrease from the prior seven-week average, which was over 8,000, 8,370 to be exact. So we're making progress on that overall, and there's not that many people, of course, dying from COVID as it was maybe this time last year or when the pandemic started, because the seven-day average on that, and this is all according to like the CDC tracker and all that, so I'm not making any of these numbers up for those who are wondering. As of two days ago, actually, or three days ago, I should say, on October the 6th, the current seven-day average of deaths for COVID-19 in this entire country was like 1,431 on a weekly basis, which that decreased 8.4% compared to the previous average, which was like 1,563. So basically just by looking at the numbers alone from all this that I've been explaining, it goes to show you that, hey, we're slowly but surely making progress as far as cutting down on the cases, cutting down on the hospitalizations, and ramping up the efforts on getting everybody vaccinated, whether it's the first shot, second shot, the booster shot, which I will admit that now that's something that I haven't talked about since the last time that I was doing an episode of the podcast that, hey, we finally have a booster shot after all the debates and all that going on. We finally have a booster shot. And I will admit, I myself have gotten the booster shot at the same time of me getting my annual flu shot. And look at me, I feel absolutely fine. And that just goes to show you, if I can do it, you can do it as well. You just have to muscle up the courage within yourself to do it for greater protection of yourself and greater protection of your family. And don't forget greater protection of the kids, which is the most important thing that counts at the end of the day. Now, like I mentioned about the Pfizer booster shot, it's now available to most of the people in the public. It's basically people who are 65 and older, people between 18 and 49 with certain underlying medical conditions, and then people who are at increased risk of COVID-19 for people who like work in hospitals, people who work in pharmacies, long-term care facilities. It's basically the same process as far as how it once was when the vaccine first came out they're doing it for the people who are immunocompromised first then they're focusing on the 65 and older then they're focusing on the, all the healthcare workers and the people who work around patients who are at increased risk of COVID-19 on a regular basis then before you know it once the time frame passes and it's been like about six months since you've gotten your second shot then you can jump in line and say, hey, I need my booster shot too. But regardless, for those who still haven't gotten vaccinated, I honestly feel sorry for you at this point because you pretty much have a lot of catching up to do because you still got to get your first two shots. Then you got to wait another six months and then you can get the booster shot if that's even still available because people are jumping on it so much like this, you don't know how long it's even going to be available to begin with. So it's like I've said in multiple episodes in the past of the HFWB podcast, get yourself vaccinated right away to where you can return back to a normal life because 
I see all these stories and it's like everything that I've been saying in the past episodes of the HFWB podcast is coming into the light now as far as everybody requiring proof of vaccination or negative COVID tests to go work out at a gym, go watch a basketball game or something or go to a concert or go to the library or go eat at a restaurant or something like that. Or even, I saw, I actually saw this a couple of days ago, apparently California is going to be the first state to where it requires kids to show proof of a COVID-19 vaccine just for them to go to school. And honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if it's like that in every public school across the country eventually, because if that's what it takes to get people vaccinated, so be it. I mean, because we got to put an end to this COVID-19 pandemic once and for all, because by the way, we, it is now officially the worst pandemic of all time. As in other words, it surpassed what used to be the previous pandemic, or the worst pandemic of all time, I should say, which was the Spanish flu of 1918 and 1919. The COVID-19 pandemic blew that out of the water, and now we're officially still part of the worst pandemic of all time. So just let that sink in for a second, which is crazy within itself. And speaking of the flu, make sure don't forget to get your flu shot as well because last thing we need is dealing with a, a twindemic as far as having a flu outbreak because we already had enough COVID-19 outbreaks as it is we don't need to add a flu outbreak on top of that and then it's just going to make any, everything worse it's going to leave doctors nurses pharmacists pharmacy technicians or anybody who works in any form of healthcare setting it's just going to leave us overwhelmed it's going to build up our anxieties it's going to cause a lot of stress it's going to cause a lot of pressure it's going to cause a lot of worry and this could all easily be avoided if we utilize the tool within your mind to get yourself the right information necessary to muscle up the courage within you to get yourself vaccinated to where you can be as healthy as you can be that's overall the most important thing out of all of that and it's it's crazy because we strive for health every single day and one ways we can do that is obviously with exercise and having a great diet and all that good stuff but here's a little bit of an interesting fact that i kind of stumbled upon myself when it comes to working out did you know that if you would love to work out that that's a surprising sign that you'll live to potentially be a hundred years old and it's funny how i read that and i thought to myself because People don't realize this, that it even says in the Bible that we're bound and we're supposed to technically live to be 100 years old. Like it literally says that in the Bible and the best way you can do that is you can be the most healthiest individual you can be. And I know there are some people who are going to be like, well, I don't want to live until I'm 100 years old. Well, I mean, that's your choice and your belief at the same time, but overall, you got to strive to be the healthiest individual that you can be every single day. And if you make it to be 100 years old, hey, more power to you at the end of the day. Because staying physically active, it helps you out with your longevity. It helps improve your, improve your longevity, I should say. And it helps reduce things like heart disease, diabetes, other kind of health conditions. And keep in mind, the older you get, the more your muscles are going to deteriorate at the end of the day. As in other words, as you age, you lose muscle mass. A simple workout, a simple exercise, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, hour, two hours, I don't care how long it is. Whatever time that suits you, that alone can help maintain and build your muscle mass. It can lead to you renewing your metabolism. It can 
help you maintain a healthy body weight, which is all that matters at the end of the day. So all we got to do is simple things like that. And of course, getting the right amount of rest in regards to resting your body and restoring the energy levels to where you can perform another workout to where you can continue to build upon your health. Simple things like that will help you get yourself back on track to being the healthiest individual that you can be on a regular basis because tired minds don't plan well. So you need to sleep first and you need to plan later. That's something I learned from Mr. Walter Reich. That's a quote for him that I borrowed, which is actually a pretty good quote because when your mind's not fully rested, it doesn't think as, as quick and as effective as it should, which is why we need to get our rest even after a long day, even if we feel like we don't have time to rest. We need to rest. Everybody needs to get a little bit of sleep eventually. That way they can function to the best capabilities that they can do. So once again, I'm going to say this again, tired minds don't plan well, so sleep first, plan later, and execute that plan when the time comes. Just like you need to execute your plan, for instance, on your finances, as far as continuing to cover all your living expenses and all that good stuff, and we got to get our finances in order because I've been keeping up with what's going on lately as far as with the whole market being up and down as far as like the stock market and stuff like that and it kind of made me want to do a little bit of research on of course one of the worst stock market crashes of all time we all remember the great depression right the 1929 stock market crash where it was one of the worst crash market crashes in history and basically was the catalyst of the great depression i just mentioned and for all those who don't understand how the Great Depression really happened, let me break it down for you in a quick little history lesson. Now, y'all remember uh, in history where they talk about the Roaring Twenties, where everything was going well, and everybody was spending money like no tomorrow at the time, and it was like, ooh, jobs are out, ooh, the economy's booming, ooh, the stock market's going on, it's booming like it's never boomed before, life is great. And it's kind of funny because... I feel like right now we're currently living in our own version of the Roaring Twenties right now as we speak, and we all know how this story is going to end, so it's kind of like we need to wake ourselves up before we repeat another episode exactly of what happened in the 1920s, because we are, what, 2021, which is kind of like how the Roaring Twenties was kind of like at its peak, like in the early 1920s and all that. So it's kind of like a little bit parallel if you really think about it and look at it from a deeper angle. But anyways, you know, the Roaring Twenties, that's what started it all. The economy expanded, the stock market boomed, and then the Dow at the time, it rose from like 63 points in August of 1921 to like 381 points by 1929. And that was like a six-fold increase at the time. And that was like in September 1929 when it rose to 381 but overall, the decrease began like on September the 3rd, leading to like a two-day crash. And on and that was like started like on Monday, October 28th, 1929. That was known as Black Monday at the time. Basically, the Dow tumbled like 13%, which was at the time very, very bad and a dramatic drop. And then the following day after that, aka Black Tuesday, October 29th, 1929, it declined another 12%, also known as Black Tuesday. So just let that sink in. The stock market literally declined by 25% in a matter of two days 
at the time when the Great Depression was just getting started. And we've had moments like that in the past with the COVID-19 crash of 2020 to where moments where the stock market was dropping just like that. But with the whole, with the feds continuing to print money and all that and utilizing quantitative easing at the point to kind of balance everything out before it eventually blows up, we've been able to avoid the Great Depression for now. But you can only print so much money, you can only borrow so much money before you eventually have to pay it all back. I mean, even the government should know better than that, but of course they don't, which is why they're in constant debates over this, which I'm going to get to in just a little bit in regards to that. But back to the whole stock market history crash. Now, mid-November 1929, if I'm not mistaken correctly, the Dow had lost about like half of its value, declining more than 20% aka like 25%, which is kind of like what I just said within those two days I mentioned, October 28th, 1929, and October 29th, 1929, Black Monday and Black Tuesday. Now, the summer of 1932, it was just bad. I mean, the Dow bottomed out at 41 points, a stomach churning 89% below its peak, and the Dow didn't even regain its pre-crash value until 1954. Overall, what I'm trying to say is, Y'all really need to pay attention to how the stock market's doing. Y'all really need to pay attention to how the economy's doing, the GDP, all the values and stuff like that, because we're still dealing with inflation on a regular basis. You know, the cost of living is still getting more and more expensive. I've noticed that every single day. I mean, the best way you can realize this, and I've said this before, is just by going to a grocery store and looking how much simple things like paper plates and forks and spoons and little items like that have gone up like I was at HEB a couple of days ago I was buying just some plastic forks and spoons and they were up 25 cents they were literally a dollar 25 and at one point they used to be literally just a dollar that's a primary example of how inflation is slowly making its pace because like I've said before inflation is when the cost of living goes up and the value of the dollar goes down and that's tremendously bad at the end of the day. And the best way they could combat inflation is basically printing more money so they can continue to spend more money on the same stuff that they could have saved a lot less on if the price was the same as it was the previous time. It's crazy how inflation works and that will never get old to me. But you wanna know how the 1929 stock market crash really started? It basically started basically because of excessive leverage when basically what that means for those who don't know what excessive leverage is it's basically when there's too much debt it impedes its ability to make principal and interest payments and to cover operating expenses as in other words they lost track of how much money they were borrowing and they forgot to pay all the money back and when they were trying to pay all the money back they couldn't get a clear understanding on how to do that so it's like, it's crazy because individual investors and investment trusts, they were basically buying stocks on a margin, meaning they only paid like 10% of the value of the stock and acquired it under terms of like a margin loan. As in other words, they borrowed some money from the banks and the governments or whoever they borrowed the money from just so they can pay a percentage of what the stock is really worth, just so they can have it in their portfolio because that's how it was at the time. And it's like, consumers at the time they were spending money on putting everything on a credit card and just like hey charge it to my tab i'll pay it back later and that came to buy them when the great depression came so it's like 
a whole lot of things could go wrong with a crash and there's been multiple multiple financial experts who are predicting that the biggest stock market crash is still right around the corner and honestly it wouldn't surprise me if that does happen especially with the democrats and the republicans fighting over the debt ceiling and all that stuff that's been going on in the news the last couple of weeks which i found pretty crazy because i saw a couple of days ago that the senate apparently approved and announced an agreement to extend the debt limit through december the third basically ending a partition standoff just a few days before the government was going to shut down to avert default which is basically like a failure to fulfill an obligation for repaying a loan. So that kind of goes into what I mentioned earlier as far as the government. It's like the government thinks that, well, feds and the government and all that, they think that quantitative easing, aka printing money on a higher value and a higher amount than ever before is going to solve all the problems, is going to keep the stock market afloat and keep the economy afloat. Now I will say this, it's been working for now and it's a good short-term solution, but at the end of the day it's not going to be a long-term solution because what we're basically doing, we're just blowing the biggest bubble in the world, but at the end of the day all bubbles are eventually going to pop. I just hope and pray that we're all prepared for when this does pop because we don't know how bad this is going to get. This could be worse than the 2008 recession. This could be worse than the COVID-19 stock market crash. And like I just went over right now, it could be way worse than the Great Depression. No one knows how bad this is going to be, which is why I strive the importance of saving your money to where you can turn it into an investment or flip it into an investment to where you can build yourself your own foundation, your own little money stash, something that where you can at least feel like you're prepared and you can survive this crash because I have a bad feeling that crash is going to come here within the next couple of months and I just hope that everybody has their money right, have their business right, have their finances in order because things are about to go down when the next crash occurs and when it does occur I hope everybody is prepared and you know get you some stocks, get you some bonds, get you some real estate, get you some cryptocurrency, get you some sort of investments where you can stay afloat during the financial crisis that is to come. And that may come. I mean, it may not come. It may come. I mean, who knows? You just got to take it one day at a time and hope for the best in that scenario. But overall, you know, with the whole Senate debt scene thing and all that, Basically, it was an agreement raising the borrowing limit to like $480 billion. In other words, basically, we can breathe a sigh of relief that the Republicans didn't shut down the government or crash the economy on purpose, which basically keeps the economy and Wall Street happy at the end of the day. So, as in other words, we need to pay attention to that as well down the road because raising the debt ceiling that, that just goes to show you how deep we are into this quantitative easing as far as just printing money on a regular basis you know the god here we go the government wants to borrow another 408 480 billion dollars the government wants to borrow just so they can pay off their bills and pay back all the loans that they created I know I've mentioned this before and I'm going to mention this again. It's like the government is swiping a credit card constantly like this and they're forgetting, oh, I got to make the payment on this very same credit card that I'm swiping. And it's like 
they have to get into a standoff within each other as far as within the house and the senate they got to get within a to a standoff as far as oh we need to raise the money up a little bit more so we can pay all the bills back and all this stuff you know that's what the democrats are saying the republicans are like nah we ain't gonna do that we're gonna be a, we're gonna be tight on our money we're just gonna let the economy crash we're gonna let everything crash but we're not spending any more money because we're already deep enough into debt as it is i mean we really are if you really look at it i mean just look at the student loans alone that's almost a trip up to a trillion dollars within itself and I'm, that's just one thing i haven't even mentioned everything else that's causing the national debt but i know one thing for sure it's the student loans it's the taxes and it's bills like that that's for sure but overall i mean and ain't much going on really ever since I took a couple of weeks off from the HFWD podcast. You know, it just feels good to be able to talk to y'all once again on this wonderful Saturday. It's Saturday, October the 9th, 2021. And I want to thank everybody who takes time out of just listening to the podcast within itself. And I just want to be here just to simply help you solve your problems to your health, solve your problems to your wealth solve problems and overall just knowing yourself and having the knowledge of self at the end of the day to get yourself back on track because that's what it's all about and we could all learn from those seven dwarfs right i know i mentioned this on the last episode i forgot which dwarf it was but i'm going to talk about a new dwarf there's about a couple of more that i haven't talked about this one i'm talking about his name is doc i don't know if you remember him he's kind of a dwarf where he kind of doesn't know anything or what we can learn from him is that no one knows everything we can learn that we need to reach out for advice when necessary you need to explain your situation to someone for a different input that way it can help you understand your own situation and your own problem at all and i'm not gonna lie that's something that i myself have a hard time dealing with because i am the i'm guilty when i say i like to be the first person to know everything and there are times where I, even myself don't know everything and when, if i need a question answered I, i'm going to reach out to the person who i feel like will give me the best information and i challenge y'all to do the same thing as well if you don't know something ask even if it sounds stupid and the person gets annoyed by the stupid question that's on them not on you you're the one who's trying to get information to help make you smarter and help make your mind a lot stronger to far as far as okay this situation comes up this is what i need to do based on what this person told me just make sure they're giving you the right information now and not just blowing smoke i just want y'all to re be reminded of that so like i said we could learn that no one knows everything reach out for advice when necessary and it doesn't hurt to explain your situation to someone you know, someone you trust. That way they can give you a very honest ex uh, honest assessment and a very well-spoken opinion based on how well they know you to, of course, help you understand your situation with the input that they provide you with. So that's something I want y'all to leave with here on this wonderful Saturday. And that's pretty much all I have to say right now at this very point because... I've been so busy, I've been so at it lately, there's so much to look forward to as far as for health, fitness, wealth, business, and for those who have been waiting on an episode of the HFWD podcast, I do apologize about that, I'm back, I'm about to give y'all some more new content, there's a whole lot of stuff going on right now, as a matter of fact, hold on.
For those who are currently watching right now on YouTube, I still got my HFWB shirts right here, as y'all can see on the camera. I got my HFWB shirts still going for $6 a pop. If y'all want one, y'all can message me on Facebook. Y'all can hit me up on the Cash App. It's dollar sign CPHFWB, the official Cash App. Sorry for y'all's copy of the HFWB shirts. Just let me know your size and I got you. Make sure y'all continue to check out my website, healthfitnesswellbusiness.com backslash CP. Make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube channel for Health Fitness Wealth Business by searching Health Fitness Wealth Business. And make sure y'all click on that subscribe button. I appreciate everyone who has subscribed so far. And for those who are listening to the podcast right now on the go on Apple, Amazon, Google, and Spotify podcasts, make sure y'all continue to stream the podcast, make sure y'all download it, and make sure y'all share it with everyone you know and share it with someone that you don't know. That way they can tell someone that they do know and we can continue to spread this HFWB movement like what? Like some wildfire, I should say. Now, overall... I want to give y'all a little bit of a sneak peek of something that's going to come regarding HFWB. Now, I'm basically going to be speaking at my first public speaking event. It's going to be here in Corpus Christi, Texas, and it's going to be at a location called the All-Star All Star Sports Bar and Grill. For those who are in, in Corpus Christi, Texas, it's right off the street, right down the street on Everhart Road. So there's going to be more information to come. There's going to be ticket information coming in regards to that so be on the lookout for that if y'all are interested in checking out the event it's going to be on saturday november the 13th it's all about activating your mind to the grind because at the end of the day me and a couple of other speakers that we're all going to come together to bring education and entertainment as one and like i said we're going to activate the mind to grind and we're going to show you simply how to get out and live as the person who's hosting the event with his brand message would say, get out and live, activate the mind, the grind, and at the end of the day, we're all going to help you find knowledge of self and provide you with the fresh information and the fresh resources to where you can have the knowledge within yourself to do better. Because I say this all the time, information is the new money, y'all. So y'all come down to the event. It's called the PhD event, Powering Higher Devotions. And believe me, it's only getting started. This is the first of many events to come. This might even turn into a series going into 2022, but I'll keep you more posted on that. It's going to be me. It's going to be Mr. Dave Messa from Top Tier Motivation Fitness. It's going to be the guy, some guy named Mike who has a nice little company within itself. And it's also going to be my... My, my, new, my new friend, Mr. Lazarus Pettis, with his brand and his mission of gold, get out and live. We're all coming together, and we're going to try to put Corpus Christi, Texas on the map with this event. So be on the lookout for more information to come on that. There's going to be tickets coming soon for that. There's going to be a digital flyer. So for those who follow me on Facebook, who follow me on Twitter, who follow me on YouTube, TikTok, I'll be posting more information on that event as the time comes. And also, be on the lookout for the HFWB Quadrant. I'm still working on that book. I took a couple of weeks off. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been procrastinating like crazy, but I'm going to get back on track on that. So be on the lookout for that. It will come out by the end of this year. I promise you all that. 
And then there's the HFWB newsletter. That Be on the lookout for that. That should be out by the end of this weekend. And there's just so much more content coming for HFWB that I don't even have enough time to explain it. But I want to end this HFWB podcast on a simple thing. Oh, and one more thing for my TikTok followers. Continue to follow at Health F Wealth B, the official TikTok page for Health Fitness Wealth Business. And at the same time, I want to end this podcast with a simple statement on keeping things private if you have to, you know, because privacy is power. What people don't know, they can't ruin. I want y'all to remember that next time you feel like you're not getting enough privacy or you want to keep things private and all that stuff, just remember that privacy is power. What people don't know, they can't ruin. As in other words, your next move, your next step, if you have to keep that private in order to execute it to the fullest of your best of your capabilities, then by all means do it because it will benefit you in the long run. So make sure and remember that privacy is power. What people don't know, they can't ruin. So just let that sink in as I wrap up another episode of the HFWB podcast. Thank y'all once again for tuning in. Y'all continue to follow at Health F Wealth B, the official TikTok for Health Fitness Wealth Business. Y'all continue to like my Facebook page for Health Fitness Wealth Business. Make sure y'all continue to download, stream every episode of the HFWB podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for Health Fitness Wealth Business. And make sure y'all check out the website for healthfitnesswealthbusiness.com backslash cp once again that's healthfitnesswealthbusiness.com backslash cp make sure y'all check out the website for the latest information on everything health fitness wealth business and be sure to be on the lookout for that phd event series coming soon powering higher devotions y'all we're activating the mind to grind y'all be on the lookout for that november the 13th at the all-star sports bar and grill here in corpus christi texas and uh, there's going to be a flyer coming soon and tickets with that if y'all need tickets for it let me know once i get some tickets to sell to y'all y'all hit me up and i'll hook y'all up just let me know but other than that y'all stay healthy y'all stay wealthy and y'all stay blessed on this wonderful saturday and i hope y'all have a wonderful day until next time y'all hfwb let's get it